This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast, where Kristen Urgel, a longtime TV sports reporter and college football coach's wife, goes one-on-one with her fellow coaches' wives. We will uncover the stories of the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. The head coach's wife of Missouri, Tia Odom, shares in this episode about equipping your children to handle life as a coach's kid. From fielding comments they hear at school to who they direct them to handling life's adversity. Check it out. I'm excited to have Tia Odom on with us today. Tia is the wife of Barry Odom, the head football coach of the Missouri Tigers. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Kristen, for having me. Well, you are home, the place where it all started. It would probably be a dream to be leading the Missouri Tigers, a place where you both graduated, spent most of y'all's career there. But did you really see that dream becoming a reality back when you started as a coach's wife in 1999, going back to his hometown as assistant in high school? I did not. And it's really amazing to look back at the past and that that's what it's become because back when we're dating and had our big dreams and everything, we were ready to live anywhere in the country and uh, to have the opportunity to live for just a little bit in his hometown was an amazing experience in itself. It was a very short time, but I feel so blessed that we had that experience because I was able to get to know people there that had an impact on his life and in more of a way than I would have not living there. But we were only there for about nine months and we ended up back in Columbia and he was a high school coach here. So we've done the, we've done the high school coaching thing and now, and now college. And it's such a unique uh, experience to be at both of our alma maters. We both graduated from Mizzou and I know that's really unique, but you know, both the husband and wife, I know right now there are a lot of uh, coaches in college football that are at their alma maters as head coach, uh, but not as many uh, where the wife is as well. Um, I know the smarts at Georgia are in that situation like we are. And it is a really amazing experience to know so intimately the traditions and the background uh, to the university that you're at and that you're serving. Are you ever in a crowded stadium? Everyone is going absolutely insane. 80,000 people on hand plus two SEC schools about to kick off. You see your husband, you look down, you just go, hang on, take a minute. And you look on the 50, he has his headset on, they're about to kick off. And you just go, I can't believe we get to do this for a living. It is absolutely surreal. Um, I sometimes, the nerves and anxiety of game day, it's like, it's such a surreal kind of out-of-body experience because you just go for that four hours of the game. It's so intense. And yes, I think that all the time. <laughs> I think what a crazy, what a crazy profession we're in, but it's really fun too. It sure is. Now, how did you meet Barry? I'm guessing on the campus at Mizzou? We did right in the middle of campus and Mizzou has a uh, very large homecoming celebration they have for years because uh, Mizzou actually invented homecoming and uh, it was the first place where there was ever a homecoming celebration and so the university really plays that up Um, and when I was in school I was at the on-campus pep rally that the 
football players also were at. And uh, I met up with or ran into a football player that was in one of my classes that I knew. And we were visiting along with, you know, a group of girls I was with. And he was with his roommate, Barry. And that's actually where we met the first time. And uh, so it is. And we were were sophomores. So it was the fall of our sophomore year. So we had the most amazing college experience, uh, had such a great time being in Columbia, being at the University of Missouri, and kind of growing up together that way. I'm so glad that we, we got to have that college experience together. Well, absolutely. And how long did y'all date? So we dated, I guess, three years before we got married. So we got married right when we were done with school. And uh, so we had the sophomore, junior, senior year of school and then got married. Wow. And from your eyes, what do you think makes Barry Mm -hmm. Odom special? Barry is a very focused, uh, hardworking guy. And I think, I mean, that's really common with football coaches. Uh, He also is so great at relationships with people and um, he genuinely gets to know people and he always has a vision and that's I guess what I mean by the focused part he's always had a vision of what needs to be done and he holds people in high regard into what needs to be done in a position he's very respectful he's very respectable this is a job that he's cut out for hmm. When did you know he was the one for you? I knew very quickly after we met. We started, we met, and then it took some time, you know, to kind of run into each other again and and see each other. And that, you know, his roommate uh, had something to do with that when we were in college, you know, trying to get together to study, but Barry would happen to be there. (laughs) And um, (laughs) I knew, I just, I just knew he was so he's a gentleman and he was a driven person and a gentleman Christian uh, just a wonderful man and I I knew right away and you were very involved on campus as well I was I was really involved with my sorority and then the, the sorority was really involved with activities on campus and so I did that and I actually was involved later with the football program and I was back then I think you know a lot of football programs had the hostess programs back then yes and that was a really popular activity um at the University of Missouri and it was called Tiger Hostess and I did that and so I actually helped with official visits and Barry and I would actually recruit together and so I had that experience I have talk to other gals that I was a tiger hostess with and they say, you're still a tiger hostess. <laughs> you do that every day as an adult. <laughs> That's right. It was training for you. Perfected the trade there. And now you have children, names and ages. So we have a son, JT, who's 14. And then a year behind him, Garrett, who's 13. And then we have Anna Lockwood, who's three. So we have quite a big age difference. We have the two boys that were a year apart and just super busy. And then we decided we wanted to have another one and she's been so much fun for us. Oh, how neat. What do you think that they enjoy the most about being a part of the football team? I think that they see it as it's, 
family. Um, it's a lifestyle. They don't, they don't know any differently, of course, but they, they love that. And I think a lot of coaches, kids, other kids that their dads are not a coach, you know, they, they look at the things that the coaches kids get to do and the coaches kids, that's something that they've always done and they don't think much of it about being on the field and, uh, you know, being at a practice or something. And it's just this everyday part of life for, for our boys. And they, even our daughter, I mean, she knows the routine uh, when we go to the office and my boys love to hang out at the office. I think that's probably their favorite thing is they go, you know, they on a day off of school, they'll go to the office and he actually helps with um, breaking down film. Oh, wow. He learned, yeah, he learned to do that and he enjoys doing that. Uh, they go play catch in the indoor and just that's a special time for them, even though they're not very as busy while they're at the office with them to get to just hang out and see the football players and other staff that they know. And um, so they, they love that. It's just a, a fun family to them, a big family. Do you have any traditions after a win or, and how do you get over a loss? So I always wait for him for media. We, we go, my boys and I go watch him do media. And after a win, of course, that's really easy and fun. And after a loss, the media, it, the press conference is hard to sit through. Uh, and after a win, we'll come home and always have food at the house. And people stop by. Um, just And it's such a bonus if the game is during the day or morning, as any coach's wife will say, because then you have the evening at home. But regardless, we are, even if, it's a night game. Uh, most Barry's adrenaline is so high. He's awake for a while after. Mm -hmm. So we stay up and, you know, he's hungry because he hasn't really eaten all day and he eats. And even my boys, they haven't eaten much all day and they eat. And, you know, we get to see friends and family and that's really fun. And then after a loss, it's completely opposite. We mm -hmm. come home and we have a quiet house and uh, it's just, it's, and a you know more somber experience at home, but at the same time, ready to get up the next day and go to work and and fix it for the next week. You've been the backbone of a highly successful coach whose career has just skyrocketed to the top very quickly. What few mm -hmm. things do you think you've done that's contributed in that success of his career um, and your lives as a family? Well, one thing that I've always tried to do, and I've been fortunate to be able to stay home and take care of our children. And so because of the limited free time that he has, I do try to, and I think that this is what a lot of coaches' wives do, and this is why so many coaches' wives are handier than their husbands, is <laughs> you don't want your husband to come home and have a bunch of things on a to-do list. You want to go straight to family time. And so that's one thing, you know, try and have, we, I take care of things so that when he is home, we get to relax and home is a, is a place that we all can relax and, and we all enjoy having him here. And it's just, so that's the biggest thing is just taking care of things with our family and the home uh, during 
during the day when he's not here or during the evenings when he's not here so that when he is, when he does have a couple hours to be home, we get to enjoy each other. I think a lot of things would surprise people to know what a head coach's wife does. Maybe an SEC school would just be surprising. Probably you manage all your oil changes. You might buy and sell the house by yourself. I mean, is that an accurate <laughs> statement? Yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> I yes, feel like I handle all of the, the car things. Like I remember growing up and my dad would do that for my mom. And here I, I know like, I need oil change. I go to get it done. I mean, is that, is that same for you? Yes, absolutely. And it is, I, yeah, the, there are definitely some traditional uh, jobs that some people think a man does at home that the woman still does. And yeah, that stuff still has to get done. And um, yeah, and we all, we all just keep on keeping on and, and doing those things for our family. I've asked the same question to Kathy Miles at Kansas, Mary Beth Smart at Georgia, mm-hmm. but how do you block mm-hmm. out those negative things that are said about your husband? It's just part of this business. I mean, but what methods Mm -hmm. have you used when dealing with negative comments? We've put a lot of thought into this and I have, I I think about it a lot because the other thing that, you know, you have to do when you're raising kids in this profession is also equip them Mm. with the blocking out. And especially with uh, kids, the ages our boys are now and the role of social media now because they really can see everything. But the biggest thing that I, I, it is easy for me to block those things out because I know what he's doing and I know, I know what's happening on the inside and it all makes sense where there's no way for a lot of people in the public to know those things that are going on in the program that if they knew the entire story, they would be on board as well with, you know, whatever is happening, you know, they would not be as negative if they knew the entire story. And that's, that's what we've equipped our sons with as well, because they, they are at difficult ages where kids actually will say things to them. And you just, and we say you shrug it off because those kids don't know their, Mm. their parents don't know if they, if they lived a day at the Mizzou football office, they would be all on board and that negativity would stop. Um, You know, so that's what we equip ourselves with. And I've just always believed in Barry and what he is working for and what he does and what he set up for his program. And I believe in him on what he's doing so those negative things matter and having our faith in God is a huge you know having our having our faith is a huge part of that as well Mm, something to rely on during adversity for sure when someone writes a press release about our husbands you know their job is to pull that highlight reel but the reality is this coaching business is very tough there, uh-huh. notice there's a section of time you were at Missouri and probably very grateful to be with the program, but he was a director of recruiting or another administrative role when maybe at that time he dreamed about being on the field coaching. How do you handle those moments, staying encouraged when there's no security and there's no guarantee this is going to pan out? Uh-huh. And several years later, now you do, you find yourself not just on the field, but you're the head coach and wife. How do you handle those? Uh-huh. You know, take me back to a couple of years ago when, I mean, Walk me through that. Well, he did. He had a lot of different roles and he did. He coached high school and, uh, and then went through those different administrative roles 
And so I do know, you know, and have great respect for all the coaches and their wives that are living that day to day. And I don't ever take our position for granted because we did, we did live that, you know, he wasn't the, um, you know, hop into a GA role right out of college and then, you know, assistant coach two years later, that wasn't our path. And that's a, that's a rare path to take. Um, and it's actually very, even guys will be in support roles for a long time and don't, you know, and it's hard to get that opportunity to be an on the field coach. But yeah, during that time, he was really, he was really involved in the on the field stuff, uh, but not on the, on the field. He was watching film and doing a lot of work that way. And so he did get that experience, but there was nothing more that he wanted than to be on the field. And the thing was, with him being director of recruiting and the director of football operations, what we always told ourselves back then was if you get the opportunity to be a head coach, the experience that you have from being in charge of operations of a football program at a high level being a director of recruiting is going to pay dividends when you're the head coach because you're going to know those inner workings because there are a lot of head coaches that get into that head coaching position Mm -hmm. and they don't know what's gone on in operations the Mm -hmm. whole time. They do know, of course, a lot with recruiting, possibly not setting up recruiting visits, you know, all that background work that has to happen and, you know, the, all of the personnel and, uh, administrative things that happen with someone that's in charge of operations. That, that was a huge gift uh, for Barry being a head coach because he knew he knew what what things needed to happen. Because there are a lot of times when um, you know there are a lot of head coaches just they it's impossible to get that experience when you're busy coaching, you right. know. And so he was able to get that experience. Uh, in the in the jobs and opportunities he had uh, here at Mizzou. That's very neat. That's an, a unique way to look at it. I love it. You know, absolutely. It's kind of like mm-hmm. when um, coaches coach at different levels of football where you have to do more administrative things in addition to coaching too, but you gain some experience that you just wouldn't have had. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know, you know, um, and that's the thing with I, I'm coaches at smaller colleges. They are taking on those administrative duties and, and recruiting responsibilities that, um, you know, at a bigger school that's fortunate enough to, you know, divvy out those, those responsibilities, you know, so I, there are assistant coaches and uh, certainly high school coaches are learning that because they're dealing with, with all that. Obviously, you know, college is at a whole different level with, as far as, you know, game travel and, um, in the, in the role of operations anyway. And then of course the recruiting part is, doesn't exist with high school, but you know, those high, I mean, I think about back when Barry was the head coach at Rockbridge high school in Columbia, Missouri. And, you know, I was helping him do laundry in the equipment room. Mm-hmm. Um, on the, you know, we we're bringing stuff to our house and doing the laundry. I mean, you just you do what you have you know, you do what you have to do. Barry used to mow the field, um, the football field. Wow. And that's, he, yeah, he did, he did the mowing. I'm just, the school district would have done it, but he wanted the grass mowed a certain way. So he just did it. 
I love it. I think that says a lot about him, though. I mean, just attention it to does. detail. Um, that's big. Yeah, that is a great example of him, for sure. Yeah. I and love he's that not, he's, Yeah, and he's not one to ever be above doing, you know, those those little jobs. And he's so, that's the thing, too. He's just, he's respectful and knows all the all those little jobs that are being done to make things happen in a football program. And that actually, if you think about it, that's not that long ago. I mean, you know, I mean. It's, it's not, it's not that long ago at all. It was before we had children, but, you know, as you're an adult, the time just goes by so fast and oh, it's not, right. you realize how short of a time 20 years is, you know? You really do. I'm feeling it right now. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. goes very yeah. fast. Now, this it past does. recruiting season, a lot of excitement mm-hmm. for the Tigers. How involved are you with those official visits? So, basically, I will get a summary of the visitors uh, that we're having that weekend and their families. And Larry will tell me what events he wants me to go to. All of our uh, coaching staff wives play a role in that. And we're so appreciative of all the wives on our staff for what they do recruiting because they they play a huge role in you know their husband is recruiting a certain player and if mom's coming with the high school player for the visit that coach's wife ends up spending time with that with that mom and so we're appreciative of that and I have more of a role I meet everybody and try to talk to everyone. And then we do have the recruits in our home. And so uh, that's something, you know, I help with the help of our recruiting staff, we get that set up and together, which when you have children at home still is sometimes not a small feat. No, it's not. <laughs> so, yes, so trying to get know, the house to, clean and um, yeah. Well, as I say, you know, a lot of the um, visits now are happening. The official visits are happening in December now with that December 19th signing day. So oh, it's yeah. during the Christmas party season. And so what I say, it's like I have my house ready for a Christmas party every weekend in December. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not alone. I would say that there are a lot of head coaches, wives out there that are doing the same thing during in December feel the same way. It's almost like the feeling of when you're trying to sell your house and you're probably always just trying to keep it clean all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of little things that go in. And even if you do have administrative help to come help, there's still, it falls on your shoulders. It really does. And absolutely. You want to guide and lead certain things because that's, you know, you need it to look a certain way, attention to detail and stuff like that. So there's a lot that people probably wouldn't realize. There really is. Most interesting story to me was you know, with the new June official visit time last year, that was such a new thing. And I don't think any coaching staff in the country knew exactly how they would handle that because basically you're put in a position where if a high school kid wants to come visit, there is that opportunity for them to visit. But then what do you do? Do you have, you know, official visits seven days a week for, you know, two weeks in the summer? That's really that would be really hard as well. So every staff, and you know, this will be year two of that new rule that um, everyone's trying to navigate. But I think there are a lot of head coaches' wives and, and assistant coaches' wives for sure too. Like we've all, we've all talked about it within our staff and I've talked about um, to other wives 
around the country and we've all kind of laughed that it, you're just flying by the seat of your pants during that time with you didn't know you might find out two days ahead there there was going to be an official visit for this time of the year that you traditionally had no you like a recruiting visit wouldn't even be on your radar you're thinking about getting you know your kids are out of school for the summer and you're thinking about that time your husband's going to get off soon for the summer and suddenly it's like you're living December January official visits all over through in June but one weekend we had a, a pretty big weekend and that's when we have a bigger weekend is when they come to like when we have a lot of visitors is when they come to our house and um we is we do we try to do that for every visit but sometimes with the schedule like maybe if an official visit they only have one day available to be on at the visit mm -hmm. you know crunching in so much mm -hmm. into that uh, into that player and their family schedule that you don't end up adding you know the visit out to the house but anyway this one particular weekend in June suddenly we had this huge weekend because the, you really don't know kids are coming until right before right. because they're trying to, they have busy schedules and they're trying to figure out when am I going to get to this school and this school. And so they figure it out and suddenly, you know, we have, you know, 12 visits on one weekend in June and I am headed to Kansas city for baseball tournament for my son. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we had, they, they were going to have the dinner at our house. And oh, so right. basically, yeah, they had the, they had the dinner at my house and I wasn't here. Oh, no. And so our, our assistant director of operations at the time, uh, Brittany, she, she came over and we went through like a dress rehearsal with the house. You know, I said, make sure these lamps are on. And right. it's those, those little things that as women, we all do to our house. We have visitors, you know, light this candle, make sure these porch lights are on, uh, you know, make sure the cushions didn't blow off the patio furniture or whatever. And so we went over, it was so funny. We went over all that and she, um, and I had, I had someone come to the house and kind of help her with that too. And then, um, she, but we were FaceTiming at the baseball field, you know, <laughs> at my son's game and she's like, does the kitchen look okay? And <laughs> are, are you okay with the food here? And I'm like, yes, that's fine. I mean, I'm not a super micromanager that way, but she was just being considerate and making sure I was okay with how things look, you know? I think that would be hard because I'm sure you love being a part of it. Yes, it was hard. And we ended up doing that that weekend. And that's what made it even more funny is I, I actually went to the dinner on Friday. So I sent my boys, I, I sent my boys ahead with another family and I was able to go to dinner with the recruits and their family on that first night of the visit. So that we were at a restaurant and I said, Oh, we're having dinner at my house tomorrow night, but I actually won't be able to be there because that that's the one thing, you know, in this position Sunday, my boys are going to be out of my house out and, you know, off to college within the next five years. And we'll have, still have a, a daughter at home, but she'll be younger. But, you know, someday I'll be able to, drop everything and do those things but we also we have to you know when your kids are still young and in your house you have to prioritize things and go you know I need to be with them at this baseball tournament and and um, I do send them I see other families uh their teammates families with 
all their sports are so helpful. But the bottom line is I still want to be there because I don't get that time back. And the same with Barry. If he can be there, he's going to be there. And uh, because we don't get that time back with our children. That's very true. And it's so hard to balance that because you want to be able to do such a great job over here, but then your other responsibility Mm -hmm. is such a great responsibility. And you're right. It's those moments are precious and they're fleeting, you know, they are. And I know that, you know, someday uh, I will have a lot more time to do those things and go to more events than I do because I won't have the kids at home, you know, with those. And the boys are, who are so busy right now, because they're just, they're still in that stage of where they're playing all the sports. And because we're just on the verge of entering high school for them. And so they have just really busy schedules right now that, uh, that, you know, we're accommodating to. So my question next would probably, uh, you probably don't have a lot of downtime with all their schedules, but if there's (laughs) Some time away that you have when, when Barry's recruiting or game planning, mm-hmm. what are things that you like to do that you find fulfilling? My evenings are pretty full with, um, I always say at the after school hours is like another day and any, this applies to any mom of that their husband is working hard in any job and working evening or, you know, working a shift job where they're working the evenings and they're, they're handling the kids in the evenings by themselves. But once your kids are in age where you're having to drive, drive them different places, a lot of different places at that it's um, in the evenings, you know, I'm in my car all the time. And I've, so many moms can relate to that where I remember the days when I just had the little boys at home and Barry was work, working long hours at home at the office. And I was at home with these boys in the evening and, you know, then they had early bedtime and, you know, I did have some free time and or I was always trying to kill time with the boys, you know, we'd go to the pool for a second time for the day, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, just always entertaining them. And we had, and so many coaches wives are doing that now, you know, with the stages of their kids. But yes, right now I'm just in that stage where I don't have kids driving yet. So I'm driving them. I, I do get a lot of help with driving as well, but that's another thing I don't want to give up is I, I really, I, you don't get that time back in the car with them. You know, when your kids go off to school, they're in school all day and you miss them. And you in the car is when you have conversations and you catch up with each other a lot. And so I do, I, I'd rather have the babysitter at home with our daughter or something. And then I drive the boys around. Um, so in my free time, so my free time is generally, during the day mm-hmm. um, while everybody's at school and um, our daughter goes to school um, three days a week. And then the other two days um, she's with me and we do lots of fun things together, but I do love to play tennis and um, have a lot of fun friends to play tennis with. And I love to do that when I have some time and uh, enjoy working out. And then, um, I love going to lunch with friends uh, and just catching up. Uh, so that's what I generally do if I have some free time. And I've read that you do a lot of volunteer work as well. I do. I do. And a lot of um, you know, meetings and helping on boards and such. And that's a really rewarding experience to be able to have an impact on organizations in the community that way. Absolutely. Now, do you have a coach's wife mentor, someone in this business that you like to call up and just kind of vent some frustrations to, or just get some encouragement from? I have, 
I have several that I will uh, call on and uh, a lot of it is getting thoughts and ideas on, you know, what have you experienced for, you know, as far as taking the wives on, on a wife's trip and just, so I get, I get a lot of input like that. I'm always open to advice and I think that's how a person grows is to, you know, take those ideas and advice and make things better. And um, so that's, I do. And it's not just the coach's wives that I'll call upon because there are so many uh, assistant coaches wives that have been at so many different schools and experienced so many uh, ways of doing things in college football that I, I love to call on those people and just pick their brain on, you know, how do y'all do this and how do y'all do that? What are some things that you've tried to implement on your staff? Well, I try to get the wives together as much as we can. It's difficult because everybody has busy schedules, but I love to get them together for lunch and uh, also, you know, going up to practice together. Um, I started when Barry, his first year as head coach, started doing a Easter egg hunt at the at our practice fields for the little ones on our staff. Oh, that's and neat. then and then we also do generally, you know, football coaches are working on Halloween. So what one thing I've done is uh at four thirty, it's an early dinner, but at four thirty on Halloween have pizza and all the um have all the staff uh bring their kids the staff wives bring their kids to the football offices and, and all the dads get to see the kids in their costumes. And then we have that dinner so early at four thirty, So everybody has time to get out and go trick or treating before it's dark. So we've done that. And, um, just in general, you know, I try to check in with our wives and, uh, getting to know each one because I really respect, uh, their, their role in our program and, uh, you know, want to try to help them any way I can. Um, but I mean, football coaches, wives, they were just a really independent, great women. And I love just getting to know all of them in general. We also do, I love, I really have fun with planning our wives trip every year. We do a away game. I always have a good time planning that. So I know it's hard to stay connected during the football season, especially, but is there something you guys try to do to stay connected? Barry and I, we try to grab lunch. He is though, during the season, we were able to grab lunch a little more when he was an assistant coach or coordinator, but now that he's head coach, I feel like there's so much media during the week or other uh, meetings like that. We have a hard time doing that, Um, but I will you know, I go by his office in the middle of the day and we'll visit. Um, I do you know, I go by the office and well, a lot of times I'm bringing something or, you know, stopping in to check on, you know, something with planning or, or with recruiting or uh, travel or, or whatever. And so I get to see him uh, that way. Uh, we do have Thursday evenings is an evening uh, during the season that uh, all of all of our staff and a lot of staffs around the country have time to have a dinner with their family, and so uh, our situation now is so on our Thursday nights where they used to be where we did get to uh, have a family dinner or maybe even when the 
boys were younger, we would call it a date night and go, go out to dinner. But now, you know, our boys, like uh, last year, our son had football games on Thursdays. So we were doing that together as a family. With our sons not in high school yet, I, the last three seasons, I've uh, traveled to all the away games with Barry. And so at the away game, you know, generally the guys are done about nine o'clock with meetings. And so that's a nice time to, you know, we are able to talk a lot and connect the night before a game. And I mean, he's not very good to talk to anybody, you know, the night before a game, but that is a time that we get, uh, you know, he's able to relax and, um, we're able to visit and have that time together. And that's why when we're on our wife trip, I always make sure that our wives, because I was that way, it was that way when he was an assistant coach, he had that time after nine o'clock. So I always try to make sure, you know, whatever fun thing we have planned for Friday night before the game on our wives trip, that we're all back and able to hang out with our husbands in the hotel That's really uh, by nine o'clock. That's really smart. I've really enjoyed away games. I know that sounds kind of funny, but if you're able to go with them, it's, it's downtime for me, you know, but he's, you get time alone and just to talk and visit and stuff like that, that you wouldn't expect. And, you know, times and stuff like that. And then you don't have the responsibility Uh um, of the home game recruiting and, and the home game, right. Meeting the booster sometimes and all the wonderful things we love about college football, but it's neat. There's, you know, give and take in the away games can be a lot of fun. I love nothing more than to sit in an away game with our other coaches' wives. And it's so fun to watch with them because at home games, you know, everybody's moving in different directions because we all have people in and at the away game that we're there together, we're just all there sitting together and it's so much fun. I love it. What would you say would be the most rewarding aspect about being a coach's wife? Well, first of all, I love the relationships with other, the other women that are uh, coaches wives and getting to know them. And I think there are things that you want to talk about that, you know, only other coaches wives uh, can understand. And in that way, your kindred spirits, no matter your background or interests or anything. And that's, I love that relationship. Probably even above that is the development of young men and how we have a role in the future of our country in that way that um, our husbands have such a huge role in a ministry in a way to these student athletes that they are coaching. And uh, they, they play such a huge role in the development of those young men. And then we play a supporting role in that. And so, you know, me having boys myself and being a boy mom only for a long time, I just have come to love and and respect that and think about um, the position my husband has in affecting those men that are on, they're in a stage of their life where they're a boy when they go to college or, you know, just a young man. And then they, they graduate college and they are a man ready to go work and ready to have a family. And so I think that's a really rewarding part of this job is just having that impact on so many people. Well, I have some fast five questions for you. You ready? Okay. Okay. What's the last book you've read? I read my friend Jill Orr's book, 
she had uh, the bad break. Okay. And she is a dear friend of mine and is about to come. It's a second in a series. And she's about to come out with a third, but it's uh, The Bad Break by Jill Orr. Very cool. Okay, so Barry surprises you, walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? He would probably want to go to George Strait, (laughs) I would say. (laughs) Very cool. Okay, everyone has a few things that might need to be replaced around the house. Maybe it's in our closet. What is the ugliest thing you own? Oh, my goodness. It has to be like... some old pajamas, maybe. <laughs> you know, they're the, like the most comfortable pajamas you've mm-hmm. had for a long time. So yes, that would be it. For sure. Okay. If you could have a superpower, what would that be? I would want to, my superpower would be just snap my fingers and I'm the next place I need to be. <laughs> no travel time involved. I always, uh, Samantha from Bewitch, she could do that. And that's the superpower I would want. That's to just good. transport myself wherever I need to be, a vacation or a football practice or whatever it is. And take your family with you, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you actually get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? I have just started uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and I love that show. Oh, I haven't heard of it. It's, it's wonderful. I've loved it. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay, we'll have to check it out. Thank uh-huh. you so much, Tia, for sharing your stories. You provide a lot of insight. We've had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for being a part of us. Thank you. Make sure to subscribe to the Coach's Wife Life podcast. And for a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit coacheswifelife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.